Welcome to the Divorce Devil Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Rachel. Follow us as we dive into all the positive and negatives of post-divorce recovery. Stay tuned for some real and sometimes raw end-of-the-road divorce topics. Please put on your big pants because we're full of honesty, authenticity, and irrefutable truths. This progressive podcast ain't for the faint-hearted. Enjoy. This is how we do it. So we... (laughs) Good job. Welcome everybody out there to Divorce Devil episode uh, 80. 80. Today we're talking about something near and dear to our hearts. uh, Top 10 fails of each of us uh, with divorce recovery at first. At first. Okay. At first. So we're going to go with um, my co-host first. Okay. And go from there. So let's do it. Okay, so my first main downfall, which I probably shouldn't have done because um, I don't know if you guys watch hockey, but Avalanche played last night, won. Okay, great. The Tampa Bay um, coach came out and said that he's really sad for his players because they didn't see the extra men on the ice and all this stuff. Like, that's outside of the goal, the, the winning goal. It made me think that he literally did not know what to say because he was very emotional and he didn't want to take it from the avalanche. I don't believe, but he's like, you know what? I really can't comment comment on that right now because I'm in an emotional state and um, my words may affect someone else tomorrow. So I will talk to you tomorrow after I've evaluated it, processed it. And then give then I can give you my take on the goal, whether it was a goal or if there should have been a penalty and blah, blah, blah. Mine, correlates to that is I think I told my story too quickly in my heartbreak and anger and all that thing, all, all the stuff. So anything that happened, I'm spewing it out just so I don't have to carry it. And also, so I didn't have to really deal with it. So just blurting out anything that my ex said, I mean, of course it was probably to my village and maybe some people who, you know, were not really, you know, more of an acquaintance. And so sometimes that would come and bite me in the butt because once I became cordial with him, I didn't want people to judge him based on my right out of it, right in the midst of it. I was, it was all negative when he's still a good dad. He's still a good provider. He's still this, you know, whatever. And it doesn't really have to do with our divorce per se, but I was, I gave him, too much of my story too quick or too much of my inner dwellings and inner, you know, life to people who didn't really matter and weren't really going to be there. Mm-hmm. And then when I, you know, the people closest to me, when I started saying, Hey, how come you've never like stuck up for me and like validated my reasoning for leading? I lost friends. So I think I should have processed it more, but when you're hurt and you're like, I literally left in like, a matter of 12 hours. It was just like, found something out, I'm out, I'm done. And we were living separated in the same house. But I think anything, as long as someone likes you or wants to go on a date with you. Are we having like a weather broadcast? Girl, we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, An amber alert. <laughs> what the mother hell? Something <laughs> just happened. Hey, Jesus, got COVID. Hey, are... Jesus got COVID. Hey, Jesus got COVID. You just got us electrified by Jesus. What the hell? Jesus like, David, I don't like that. If you didn't hear that noise, um, it sounded like the weather broadcast, like duck and cover, but yep. technology, yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> It's getting better and better. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, 
was David, you're gonna dude, we're getting stressed. I swear. Should we put like rubber suits on? I'm not sure what's happening here. Sorry, if you didn't say Jesus got COVID from the drummer boy, so hey. He didn't say it, I swear. It was just a joke. Damn. I Mm. love us. Damn. So anyway, I don't even know what I was talking about, but okay, yeah, I do. Yeah, dating, <laughs> dating. Um, so yeah, you have to go through the checklist and um, figure out what you really like. And I think one of my best healing parts is when I was dating very, like, a lot of people. Like, just dating, dating, to date, and maybe get a food, a, a dinner here and there, you know. And don't forget, I did pay for my yeah. own sometimes, too. Um, I had to take a break. I literally had to take, there was so much shit and chaos and like, remember the, the date where there's the same people or the same name and all showing up at the same time. Just like, call everybody baby. Okay, Yo, baby. baby. So um, I think you really have to go and find your inner peace alone. After, you know, the, the, the part of speed speedily dating. Um, go out and date and do all that stuff, but don't have any expectations and just have fun and be yourself and, you know, from each of them, take some some kind of lesson or, you know, I will not deal with that. And, hey, I might deal with that if you don't do this. Or, you know, there's a lot of things that go into dating. And I think early on dating is is necessary, but it's definitely one of those eye-opener things. The eye-opener of dating. Yeah. All right. What, uh, that was your number two? My number, yeah. My What's number? your number, number three, number four, whatever? What's I, your next one? Um, I think I became... One of my downfalls was I became very cynical and didn't allow maybe some nicer nice people to have access. Um, you know, like I was very harsh and I I became cynical because why the fuck is everybody so happy and I'm so miserable and I you know I'm a good person and you know the, yes I'm divorced but that doesn't define who I am. So I I think I put up a lot of walls and I think I didn't give dating a chance. I kind of was like, yep, next. Oh, don't worry. I'm okay. Whatever happens, you know, whatever this date is, I have another one tomorrow. So it doesn't really matter. But it really did matter. It, you know, there anybody that you dated could have been like a connection for something yep. else. Could or, have been you know, the one. You the could, one. You could have. You, I could have introduced him to one of my other friends or yep. something like that. I, I didn't have to make it so like you're a bitch because there was a time when, especially when my ex was really being shitty. Fuck, I was just like, you know, I'm going to be shitty too, because why not? I've been nice my whole life, and look where it's got me, the fucking doormat. And I became cynical. Like, even when I met Lance, I had broken up with um, the the guy before, the three-monther, and I had gone home to my family. I was like, "Um, whatever, I I don't care. And, like, my brother took me out to the casino. I was like, there's guys here, and they're using money, so they must have money. And I'm like, dude, I don't fucking care. I don't really care if the guy of my dreams could walk up to me tomorrow and be like, Let's run away. Let's do it, baby. Come and on. I'd be like, nah, you're a dude. Sorry. <laughs> not that I am into women, but. But you're a dude right now. I'm like, and, and you're that's a dude. Not what I'm in you're for. breathing. Yeah, no, I don't like you. And I had gone on to match before I left thinking, oh, you know, whatever happens, maybe it's someone to talk to. And I got back from there and damn, and I wasn't looking. Lance showed up. <laughs> so I think you have to go through all the trials and tribulations of new dating, but also know that you need to take care of yourself and love yourself and you're, you're going to be desired and there's someone out there and whether there isn't or not, you got to get all right with yourself. Yep. And I think the cynical part is part of it because you're just like, oh, fuck what else can happen? And still like almost two years later, shit happens daily. And 
you know, I think you need to not put up so many walls. And it really is a survival mechanism and learn, like, you need to learn and heal and figure out, you know, what's going to take those walls down. And I think that's my number three. Well, I think we lost the numbers, but my next one mm-hmm. is using the kids as pawns. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You did that, you think? Not so much me. Mm-hmm. But then you had to defend. Then you had to defend yourself in order to yes. not use the children as pawns, yes. and then it made it look like you were selfish. Yes, it, it was extra steps in order not to use the kids as pawns and to be forthright. But when yeah. you're forthright, you, you look bad because you don't respond to the to the thing of the of the person who uses the kids as pawns. Oh yeah, well, God, I, that's like a double whammy. No, yeah, you would because I, I would get the well, you got twenty seven dollars in the bank, and I make this much money, and regardless of us having a debt, I still make that I make money. So you, you, I make way less than him, and he would use it, and I'm like, well, I, I'm gonna take the kid. He would like, I'm gonna take the kids. Say, I don't know, Water World. I'm like, well, I can't fucking afford that. Mm-hmm. Well, I can treat you. No, I don't want you to treat me. No, I don't want to. Well, you don't want to come hang out with us? I'm like, you just fucking said you were going to fucking Waterworld. It's going to cost a ton of money that I don't have. We're not a but family But now anymore, you're, you're the good guy because you're taking them to Waterworld, but I'm the asshole because I don't want to spend time with my family. And it would yep. get turned on me like that. Like, my kids, you know, until recently were like, you left. So anything you say, doesn't matter, you left. And I was like, I think my daughter is definitely the one that sees how much better I am that I left. Um, but still daily, like my son's there for a week, you know, we've switched for the summer for a week at a time. And I call him and text me. He's like, I'm this. Da, 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 da. And so my daughter's home from college. She's staying with her dad. Cause she's working with her dad this summer. And then my son lives at the same space. Um, he lives in an apartment at the, and on the, the ranch. And so mm-hmm. they're all together familying and I get them occasionally. That's okay. Cause you're happy. And so, yeah. And no, that, and that, I think it bothered me early on. Like, I'm like, y'all are just fucking living. You're like, well, you left. Okay. Well, yeah, I did. And so that was a lot of guilt that I had. And I think that's another one. I mean, if you wanted to add it, like guilting yourself, guilting yourself, um, crazy almost like it's my fault. I did it. But yet the reasons you left were not your fault, you know, and staying in it. I think, I think I've guilted myself more for staying as long as I did. Um, and not finding happy or trying to like say outwardly, like, Hey, this is not working. What can we do? And I tried therapy. It was like, I don't want anybody else knowing my business. Okay. Well, I'm going to go. Well, why do you got to go tell people our business? I'm like, well, if you're not there and can't hear it, does it really exist? Like, if you don't know what I'm saying to a therapist, then does it exist? Just it's something neutral because I was surrounded by his family. And anytime I said anything, I learned that very quickly, not to say anything about anybody at any point because it, the, you know, two degrees of my mother in law. Too late. Exactly. So it was really hard for me to not bottle that up and become cynical and become, you know, that wall builder um, because I needed to protect myself. And a lot of times it was, it was protecting my kids too. So I think guilt was definitely. Um, not beating myself up, like learning how to not beat myself up because mm-hmm. I did that a lot. And it, t- and it took a toll on my health and my, my mental health and my regular health. And, you know, um, I, I think guilt is definitely – I still deal with that. I think I still deal with that the most because I technically broke up with family, but I technically also didn't want to deal with anybody else's shit anymore. All right. I got a big one. Oh, goodness. Here we go. This is huge. 
Okay. Letting it That's go. That's what she said. Letting it go. <laughs> God, seriously. I'm being serious here, damn it. Letting it go. I'm saying That's what the tough. teenagers say. Yeah. I'm trying to be young. And they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Jesus and then you're like, COVID. wait. <laughs> Jesus got COVID from COVID a donkey. From a what donkey. the mother? Um, so, yeah. I'm not sure you're supposed it... to say motherfucker in the same sentence. I didn't you say, say Jesus. that. No, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> um... One of us is getting struck by lightning Back today. Back to the podcast. So we're talking about uh, not letting go. Not that's a that's one of the toughest things I think. That's 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 harder than forgiveness. Yeah, letting it go. That that doesn't matter. You have no control anymore. They have no control but, over you. You don't have any control over so them. So that's to me. Okay, I think that's the verbiage that I need to use when I'm saying zero fucks given, mm-hmm. um, because. If I let it go, it doesn't bother me anymore until I have to say it on the podcast, of course. Mm -hmm. But if I let it go, like yesterday was my sister's birthday and she made some random post. Everybody kept sending it to me about her sister doesn't talk to her. And, you know, I still love her and but making me the bad guy again. Right. So did you you respond? No, no, I don't. I blocked her. So she's like Lance has her and my 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 daughter sent it to me. And then my niece like. But did you respond to any of the people that sent it to you? No. Good. No, no. And I said to my niece, I'm like, you know, I wish your mom the most happiest birthdays for the rest of her life. I just choose not to be in a toxic relationship with my sibling who, you know, I feel like shit every time I'm done talking to her. Mm-hmm. It's never like she didn't call me when I got divorced. She called, she messaged my ex to tell me how disappointed she was that I left and how dare she because he's a good guy and da, 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 da. And I'm like, then you fucking marry him. Like, what the hell? And not supportive at all. Yet her husband left with a mistress that he met when he had to go do business somewhere, like in Texas, and they're in Florida. So, like, she, of all people, should be like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I support you. Well, yet she, like, threw me under the bus. But once again, let it go. So, yeah, I think I, I haven't talked to her in a long time, and I don't post anything that has anything to do with her because my family and her family were friends, but I don't see her stuff because she's blocked. Um, so I would never outwardly, like, call my sister out Saying, well, she doesn't talk to me and I'm blocked on everything. So, like, I still love her. Well, no, that's passive aggressive. That's really what I got away from. And I don't need to be belittled. And I let it go in my terms. Give no fucks. I mean, I don't want anything to happen to her. But my life is so much less chaotic because she's not involved. So anybody out there who needs to get rid of somebody and give no fucks, we do support you in cutting them Cutting cords, off. like cutting, Melissa Cutting said. cords, yes, Melissa. Shout out to Melissa. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What a great podcast, um, yeah. Cutting cords, you know, put them in the mason jar on top of the the uh, shelf. Yeah. Put I the mean, asses up there. You can, you can, like, I was cleaning out things in, you know, we're redoing a room, and I was cleaning out some of my stuff. And it, pictures of my sister, pictures of my nieces and nephew, my dad, my, you know, my ex. So, like, there's just random pictures in there. And I got a little sad for a moment, but I got sad for what I thought my marriage was supposed to be. And then going, you know what? I look at me now. Look at where I've come and like, you know, my, both my parents are gone. So I'm like, my parents, even though my mom and I didn't have a great relationship, they would be proud of me making a big girl decision. Strides. You know, like, look at me doing life. And, you know, there's setbacks and there's shit still. But, you know, especially with the partner I have now, it's like, what do I need to do? What can I help you with? Like, we'll get through it together. And, you know, it really, I didn't know that life could be this amazing with so what partner. I'm hearing you say, tell all the 
listeners and viewers out there that there is hope. There's hope, and There's I hope. may forgive someday, but and I like make all the, no fucks. Make, <laughs> make, make all the mistakes. Make a ton of mistakes, because that's how you learn. Yeah. and You know, you're not going to come out of divorce like, hey, bam, I'm yeah. healed. Boom. Well, and there's that, what's that saying? It's like life starts after fear. Like that's one step out of fear. That's where yeah. life starts and the adventure starts. And, you know, it's scary to get divorced because you don't know what's going to happen. And like two years out, I'm still like, okay, so when am I going to not have to worry about shit that he does? Well, I have an yep. 11 year old. So there's, you know, until he gets not, to college. Not for a long time. So it's like, you know, and it's one of those things too that you have to sit in your old life. And let that go, and then see where your new life is going and where you're headed. And, you know, look forward. And you can take peeks into the past, but, you know, I think each time you do that, too, it gets less. Um, my word will be cryy, because a lot of times in the beginning, I just cried because I didn't know how to process it. And then I built walls because I don't want anybody to be sad. And, you know, so there's a lot of things that will pile up for your walls, and you become cynical. But, yeah, let let things go. Let let's, Like, I lost my best friend, and I let it go because I knew she wasn't there for me in mm-hmm. the in the the season that I needed her in. So you talked about uh, feeling guilty, and that's a an offshoot of letting it go. Yeah, you know, there it's almost the same thing. So guilt guilt can just beat you up. Yeah, beat you up, even if you're in the right. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know guilt guilt comes in like. A little guilt, medium guilt, and a large guilt. Ooh, the large levels. guilt. Yeah, the large guilt would be, you know, I left. I left a perfectly good home. Yes, there was fighting, and yes, there we were both unhappy in sorts. Um, but I didn't know how much until I actually left. And then the medium guilt is I left my children behind because I just had to get out. Now, my daughter was in college, and my son was, you know, um, living on his own. And I have an 11-year-old. And my biggest guilt was that my son had to go to two different places. That was the big guilt. Yeah. So that was a big, you know, I broke up a family that wasn't really a family, but that's not my definition of a family anymore. (laughs) So, or I'm not in that family. I mean, I was part of it, but I'm not like immersed in it. Mm -hmm. And then my little guilt was, oh, I actually can smile again. And then... You know, I'm going on a date with someone who actually likes me and wants to return, like, wants to have a return visit. Like, let's go out again or do this. Or, you know, someone's taking an actual interest in me, even though I'm damaged goods. I think that was one of the words. No, you're experienced goods, not well, damaged, no, but experienced. I feel like, you know, like they say, how much baggage do you have? I was broken. I was a broken piece of baggage. And so, and then... I know all the shit that came with it. Like my ex would, you know, figure out, I guess he had me tracked, figured out where I was and then call the phone. And then any numbers that I had texted or messaged, he texted and be like, well, you know, she still lives here. And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Just because he but was so angry. let that go. Yeah. So there's a lot of things like, you know, that I had to let go, forgive, give no fucks. Um, and, you know, it really is a process. And so, you know, I just hope that we can help you. So in closing, whatever you're going, what's your what's your most important one of all the the myriad of things we just talked about? My most important, I don't want to say forgiveness because you might beat me up. (laughs) My most important is uh, important important one is letting go quicker, letting it go. The quicker you let it go, the quicker you let it heal. The quicker it's a less important to you, or you go crazy about it. The quicker you move on with your life. Yeah, I mean. 
You know, I think each of them touches on, uh, you know, a big one, but I think mine, my definitely is, you know, not becoming cynical to, you know, aid in your happiness. Because that might be an old lady thing, too. Yeah. I might be. <laughs> I think that might be. That might be, you know, that little old lady thing, cynical, I'm sure, cynical. Cynical. Yeah, I think, I, I think I, a touch of everything that we talked about definitely comes into to surface but i think you know cynical because you be, you're because of the guilt i've become cynical yeah. and then i told my story too fast so it was one of those like a little bit of each of them but i think the biggest was um you know definitely not putting up walls and you know trying to find trying to experience life after divorce Without just pushing it to the side. Because the more you push it to the side, it's going to come back, you know, tenfold. And then you have all that shit to deal with. And then, you know, you have a nervous breakdown and the police have to come and the fireman has to come. And, there you go. And you they're know. kind of cute. I uh, couldn't really tell. It was kind of blacked out. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. Uh, David and Rachel's top 10, 12, 15. We don't even know. Um, fails that we failed. <laughs> that that we failed each. Mm-hmm. Um, that you're, you're probably going to fail. Yeah. But just accept it, correct it, and move on. And maybe not think of it as a failure. Think of it as a yeah. lesson. Lesson. You know, an experience. I've experienced, say you experienced, you were guilt. You felt guilt. Yeah, I've experienced it. Okay, now I know what it feels like. Yep. Now, the next time you feel guilt, you're like, okay, I felt this before. Let's see how I can, you know, feel it less. And I think each time that you have it, it, it gets better. And, you know, then sometimes it'll hit you two years later. You're like, wow, shit, I, I caused this. Everybody's upset, except for me, because I left. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's not on me. That's on them. Or, you know, see your part in it. And, um, you know, I think embrace it. Embrace your lessons. And, you know, Damn. you can you can learn something from everything you've done. All right, everybody. A little and forgive technical, yourself. Technical difficulties, but we got through it. I mean, we had fun. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus oh, is not happy about the donkey COVID <laughs> thing, but technically. Not the donkey, the little drummer boy. Did you say, I said donkey. <laughs> the, the little drummer boy gave Jesus COVID. I said That's the what donkey. I said. You said donkey. I'm getting struck by lightning. Where does donkey then come from? I said bestiology is not a thing. Oh, seriously? Where were you? Wow. Have you participated in this podcast today? Hello. <laughs> I mean, there was a while I couldn't hear you, so maybe you Good. zoned out when Good. I Good. said there's a difference between donkey and drummer boy. I said bestiology is really not like, I mean. I didn't hear that. I don't know what they did back in the day. I didn't hear that. You tell me. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this crazy podcast. Have a good night. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.